0: Hello and welcome to episode 55 of Near Perfect Pitch. Thanks so much for joining me this week, Uh, giving me three or four hours of your very, very valuable time by which to listen to a whole load of decent tunes I've got now to do with other than just playing them for you. Delighted this week to the point whereby I'm wearing an adult nappy because we've got that many good songs to get through. Tons of new releases. I can't actually remember a week where there's been so many top, top, top new releases, uh, including... Um, the new Morrissey single. Something brand new by Cabbage, in as much as there's something brand new by Shame and Milburn. Delighted, beyond delight, to uh, be playing the new single by Michael Head and the Red Elastic Band, as well as some new stuff by uh, the Wild Meadows themselves. Uh, Depeche Mode lending their hand to a bit of Bowie, which is rather, rather interesting. The usual features, we'll be having Tinterweb time, we'll be having our uh, John Peel feature, we'll be having our uh, Essential Wax, which this week is the wonderful, wonderful Pale Fountains uh, with a little bit of a relationship to uh, the Michael Head track that I just mentioned about 30 seconds ago. Dedications, requests, and uh, two interviews. Two, two interviews with two fantastic, fantastic bands. One being... The train set uh, from Crew. the second being Wild Meadows from Melbourne. Opposite signs at Planet. Very happy to have them both, and uh, I think it's appropriate for me to now say that this programme, this episode of Near Perfect Pitch, is brought to you by Clive Jones, the train set, and the Lemon Puff, as well as James Ross, Wild Meadows, and the Hobnob. The <laughs> Hobnob. San Francisco that is Blackbird Blackbird and a single from 2012 entitled War of which there are tons and tons of remixes of um from San Francisco as I say it's essentially one chap Mikey Marimag and uh, you can get all of uh, their material his material at blackbird.bandcamp.com. and um, I, I was aware of the band I bought some of their material including this uh, this EP uh, when it came out in, in 2012, but I'd uh, just one of those bands I'd forgotten about. And Mark Burgess, frontman uh, Mr. The Chameleons, um, put it on his Facebook page a couple of weeks ago and it just reminded me of how good it was, so that's for you Mark. I know you're in uh, Peru somewhere, so you're probably not listening to this uh, in, the, in the next little while, but uh, hopefully you'll get to it and kick things off from 1995's fifth LP by Teenage Fan Club, a single off said record called Sparky's Dream. Two songs in, 28 to go, two interviews to go, lots of stuff to look forward to this week. Morrissey single, spent the day in bed, and that's off the forthcoming new LP, Low in High School, which is coming out next uh, next month. If you uh, are inclined, you can spend uh, well the equivalent of a mortgage payment quite easily on all the different variants of the record that are coming out, different coloured vinyls, HMV exclusives, uh, tons of bundles. Lots and lots and lots of ways by which to spend your hard-earned cash. Um, I'm just interested in the songs, and if the single's anything to go by, um, I'm uh, I'm optimistic because I've not been overly enamoured with, with the past three or four Morrissey records, and I hope that this is uh, the turning of the tide, at least for me anyway. So uh, that's The Moz, and um, before we heard Morrissey, we heard That Petrol Emotion from their debut record, uh, Manic Pop Thrill, released in 1986, and also their third single. It's a good thing, and that's for Tony Mulraney. Thank you, mate, for your kind words and for spreading the near-perfect pitch gospel. Now it's time for a quick-fire two-in-a-row new releases. Uh, we're going to hear something brand new by Cabbage. Now, Cabbage, you can go to uh, a. Cabbage. Bandcamp.com to get their uh, early material. You can also go to their Facebook page, which is uh, facebookcom le le Lechu, you know, as in the French spelling, C-H-O-U of uh, cabbage. But they've since uh, been signed to BMG, so you're gonna have to get this record from uh, a proper, proper record shop. So we're gonna hear something off the EP. Uh, The first track off said EP, which is uh, called "The Extended Play of Cruelty." We're gonna hear "Celebration of a Disease." swiftly, followed by some Milburn, some brand new stuff by them. Brand new material, AOSD, the third teaser track for their forthcoming new third LP after a very, very lengthy hiatus. You can get the record at pledgemusic.com slash project slash Milburn hyphen new hyphen album. And before we heard that, we heard Cabbage of their brand new EP, which is entitled the Extended Play of Cruelty. That's the lead track celebration of a disease. Uh, next, let's keep in the new release vein, shall we? Let's hear something new by Shame. Hollows with their debut single uh, called Summer's Dead that came out in 2014. Uh, The single was never released properly other than a promo and the LP similarly only it was released as a promo. They were on a label called uh, uh, Pop Fiction and uh, for some reason the the record didn't get released but uh, their later works are available on their own Bandcamp page at easternhollows.bandcamp.com so uh, go there and buy their latest material. I've uh, played a couple of songs from their the latest stuff in in, uh, in past weeks, and they are rather, rather good. Again, that's Eastern Hollows. That was preceded by, for uh, Mike Reagan, Top Top Man Liverpool, uh, a new single by uh, by Shame called Concrete, and that was released uh, just this week. And uh, I've played a lot of them in the past as well, and shameband.bandcamp.com is the place you can go to get all their material. We're about two, eight, nine songs into the programme. And as I look out the window, it still looks absolutely scorching outside. My, my telephone says it's 36 degrees with Humidex. And it's about uh, 36 with Humidex in the studio as well. And That fan is doing sweet nothing. Just, just recirculating warm air. Anyway, the Horrors have got a new uh, record out as of a couple of days ago. Their fifth LP in ten years, entitled Five, or V, or Latin Five, or what have you. You know what I'm talking about. And here's a song of that wonderful record entitled Something to Remember Me By. (laughs) the B side to 1986's Hey Luciani, and that's Shoulder Pads number one. B and uh, that was at a, a really, really wonderful time to be a Fall fan. 1986 that was produced by John Leckie, by the way. And uh, well, John Leckie saying them all really. Uh, and before we heard uh, the obligatory fall ah oh, track, we heard the latest well, not the latest, but a track off the latest LP by the Horrors. Uh, namely, something to remember me by. Now, this week, um, I'm going to do, be doing uh, two cover versions as opposed to just the one. Uh, but before I get into the, this cover version, I'm going to remind you of uh, the ways and means by which to get in touch, to refer people, etc., etc. nearperfectpitch.com. That has all the links to the major broadcasting availability, i.e. iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, Podbean. Also, uh, over the next uh, few weeks, I'm going to be adding all the shows to YouTube, which is a bit of a sort a of a drawn out process, pain in the ass, to be frank, but uh, I'll be getting to that. Uh, and I've been informed that uh, the Anfield Network is up and running. I'm available on the Anfield Network, and a litany of things I haven't even heard of, to be frank, that uh, just pick up the show. So, uh, if you want to send someone to one place, just send them to nearperfectpitch.com. If you want to hear something or have a go at me, uh, nearperfectpitch at gmail.com. And uh, I must remind you that this programme is recorded each and every week here at the studios in Ottawa, Canada, at Carleton University, at the home of CKCUFM 93.1 FM, Canada's longest running, best and most listened to um, community radio station. A wonderful, wonderful institution, run ostensibly by legions of volunteers, and they so very kindly let me record the show every week here in these uh, wonderful studios. So thank you, CKCU, and if you uh, want to sort of expound the boundaries and listen to an absolutely wonderful array of eclectic music, do log in to CKCU FM. You can listen uh, live or you can listen uh, retroactively. Uh, through uh, through the web player there and listen to anything. Whether you're into uh, an, an ethnic brand of music, whether you're a jazz fan, a blues fan, a punk fan, there's something there for you. And uh, I do something a little bit differently here, whereby I don't have a live show anymore on the station. I just uh, record the podcast, which I'm perfectly happy with for now. Anyway, um, what's coming up next? Let me see. Oh, yes, it's the colour version that I was going to be telling you about. Um, way back in 86, same time as uh, the Hey Luciani B-side that we just played by the fall, g uh, GMAX, specifically in Manchester, July the 19th, Ian McCulloch joined New Order on stage to, uh, to recite Ceremony, one of his favourite, favourite personal songs of all time. And it goes like this. <laughs>
1: The game, was hard to play, it's not really you, you kinda knew it anyway, but what can you do, now you know there's something wrong, but you can't see for sure, why nothing is real anymore, I wish that I just could forget everything I had, All the words I heard you say All the pain and the hurt It's like a rope around my neck And I'm starting to fall And nothing is real anymore My life will never be the same That I possess, nothing real I can hold. Just an overwhelming sense deep down in my soul. Like a haunting
2: melody that I can't see for sure. Why not?
3: i
0: The magnificent cast from their latest record uh, released earlier this year called Kicking Up the Dust. That's Baby Blue Eyes. John Power is an immensely, immensely gifted young man. Well, not young anymore, but uh, a bit younger than me anyway. Um, And before we heard that uh, majestic track by cast, we heard Ceremony by New Order with uh, guest vocals by Ian McCulloch from 86 from uh, from GMAX. In, uh, on uh, July the 19th, rather. Ready for a hat trick, ready to put your feet up. Uh, now's the time. Now's the time I play to uh, play three in a row. Every week uh, I play three songs in a row whereby you can, uh, A, uh, have the benefit of not hearing my voice for about 15, 20 minutes, which is lovely, I'm sure, uh, and it allows you to make a sandwich, stick the kettle on, uh, or parade around the living room, jump up and down, whatever, you, whatever, whatever tickles you fancy. So the hat trick is forthcoming. And it's going to be uh, uh, comprised of Michael Head and the Red Elastic Band. Brand new single, uh, Rumour, which is going to be on the new record, Adios Senior Pussycat, which you can uh, pre-order at VioletRecords.com. That's Violet with a, a double T-E at the end of Violet. We're going to hear some House Martins, because I haven't played, I don't think I've played any in the past year. And uh, the third song in uh, the, the triple shot, shot, shot will be Tame Impala. <laughs>
4: God. Yeah.
0: trick for this week culminating with that uh, beautiful beautiful epic there by tame impala of the ridiculous uh i'll say that again shall i the ridiculous lonerism lp which came out in uh, 2012 sandwiched in the middle we had the house martins with their their last ever single from 1988 a non lp single about uh well paul reminiscing about his his school days and uh, we kick things off with the, the genius that is uh, Mick Head, Michael Head. And uh, that's Rumour. That's Michael Head and the, the Red Elastic Band. And a song from the uh, soon-to-be-released new LP. Adios. Senior Pussycat. And again, I encourage you to go to VioletRecords.com to order your copy of uh, this wonderful record. He's not made a bad album, and uh, later on in the program, we're halfway through actually, in terms of uh, the musical content, uh, we're going to be uh, hearing more from him uh, under the, the guise of his first outing with his brother, Pale Fountains. That's our essential wax, which is coming up in about half an hour or so. And as I fumble through my list here, I'm in a new studio, by the way. I got ousted from uh, the one uh, adjacent to this one because there were some uh, technical issues. So I'm in a new one. And uh, whilst everything is familiar, everything's in different places and uh, makes it even more difficult for me to uh, shunt around. And, uh, well, I'm on one of these wheelie chairs, so I'm forever pinging from board to computer to this to the other. And if you can hear it in the background, I do apologise, but uh, one has to be mobile. Oh, yes, it's time for our uh, peel session track of the week. It's our weekly peel. This week we're going to go uh, back to 1984, September specifically. I'm going to hear this by the Wooden Tops. fortune,
5: <laughs> She's gonna hide before she's left So a piece of get the taste on No more when you just take this day Baby, I know you mean well But what you're setting it came from hell high, high. Well, let's go over and go stay on So I'll get that green mist Baby, I know you like my way So wrap my soul and take it away Oh, baby, I know you like my way So wrap my soul and take it away i not drawn all these hats 100 Italian stars. Come around us destroy love all time Punish off the tarnish and make it shine Baby, I know you lie my way So wrap my soul and take it away Baby, I know you love my way So wrap my soul and take it away Make it shine Well, I'm playing your head and strong behind Gotta get out and find my kind Woo. Baby, I know you love my way So my soul and take it away mm. Baby, I know you love my way So my soul and take it away
0: taste Blood. That's Types from Manchester, their latest single. And if you want to know more about Types, go to TTYYPPEESS, so Types in double format.tumblr.com. And all the links to all their social media properties are uh, housed uh, under their Tumblr URL. Again, Types, I Can Taste Blood, phenomenal band. And before that, the wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Roland McGuinty and uh, the Wooden Tops and Appeal Session from uh, 1984. Well, well, well. We are 17 songs into the programme, and I wanted to uh, point out to you, uh, in a non-Tinterweb time capacity, because I've got Tinterweb time coming up, uh, but this is a website that uh, I think you should all get involved with, and uh, and in keeping with all of the websites and links that I uh, articulate, I uh, spend a lot of time making sure that every track with all the hashtags and all the, all the proper websites are uh, up on the show notes for you. This is no exception, um, and specifically I'm talking about a theatrical documentary on uh, Kickstarter. If you're not familiar with Kickstarter or crowdfunding, uh, Kickstarter is probably the most well-known crowdfunding site whereby if you've got a product or a service and uh, you wish to go to market with it, you can appeal to people to invest prior to you actually finishing uh, the product. If that makes uh, any sense at all. Anyway, uh, they're raising money. Are the Chills specifically Martin Phillips for uh, a Kickstarter project for this theatrical documentary. Now it's a massive, massive URL. You can go to uh, Kickstarter.com and uh, just put in the keywords "the Chills film" and uh, this will uh, that will allow you, I'm sure, to to find the URL concerned. Or you can go to the show notes after having listened and uh, just direct click link all the way through. Any road, um, they are a band to be reckoned with uh, and if you have listened to the program over the past year or so, you know that I've had uh, the pleasure of interviewing Martin Phillips about about a year ago actually. Uh, Life, uh, well, lifelong fan, but I've been a fan of The Chills uh, from from day one and they are a band that just keep, keep getting it done. Anyway, uh, I'm going to play a track for you right now, the title track of uh, their latest LP. (laughs) i Sun Structures, that's Temples with Shelter Song. They are a band that are so immensely evocative, the 60s, it's, it's stunning to me that uh, they managed to capture that sound. Um, that's very indicative of their entire sound. They are one of those bands that have managed to pull it off and they do a wonderful, wonderful job. Again, Temples, and uh, that's off 2014, Sun Structures, and that is a Shelter Song. Before that, off the latest effort by The Chills, Uh, The Silver Bullets, that's the title track that we heard. And I also wanted to remind you again of the Kickstarter project for the Chills film, a theatrical documentary. Uh, Go to the show notes or uh, do the keyword search on kickstarter.com for the Chills film. Next, on the wonderfully labelled um, Stifle Aardvark records, we've got something by Thousand Yards Stare, their second last single called Version of Me. Sex Fiend, as if you didn't know, and that is the Electrode mix of Ignore the Machine, which was their first single that came out on Anagram Records in 1983. Um, They are fronted and formed by Nick Wade, uh, a.k.a. Nick Fiend, and uh, Christine Wade, a.k.a. Mrs Fiend, and they just released a couple of weeks ago a compilation called Fiendology, which is a compendium of all their releases between uh, 82 and uh, this year, 2017, if you are interested at all. Again, Fiendology. That was Ignore the Machine, the Electrode Mix by Alien Sex Fiend. And that was preceded by the second last single by Thousand Yard Stare version of me on uh, Stifled Aardvark Records. I just like saying that. Stifled Aardvark Records from 1993. Now it's time... It's that time of programme when it's uh, our Essential Wax, our LP of the week. And this week, uh, I'd already alluded to uh, the fact that it was going to be Michael Head's first outfit. Uh, and uh, that outfit is called Pale Fountains. And the album Concerned is Pacific Avenue on Virgin Records from 1984. It's their debut LP, and uh, it uh, preceded their wonderful Follow up from Across the Kitchen Table, which was released a year later in 1985. Eleven tracks in all, produced by Howard Gray, and it yielded two singles, one of which is this. Fountains with Don't Let Your Love Start a War, off our Essential Wax LP of the Week this week, The Pale Fountains, Pacific Avenue from 1984 on Virgin Records. 11 tracks in all on the LP, re-released on CD with four extra tracks later, later down the line. Specifically, the four tracks are Palm of My Hand, Love's a Beautiful Place, "Meadow of Love, and Thank You. Uh, the record reached 84 in the charts, and it uh, was... Uh, the precursor to their second LP, which was called From Across the Kitchen Table, which came out a year later. They disbanded soon afterwards uh, and did uh, then reappear under the guise of a band called Shack. And their first LP called Zilch was released uh, as produced by Ian Brody And uh, Mick has gone on to a very, very uh, illustrious solo career. Mick's solo career uh, has ranged from Uh, his work as Michael Head and the strands to his latest project Michael Head and the Red Elastic Band. You can uh, source just about everything you need to know about Michael Head and uh, the Shack, Pale Fountains uh, dynasty if you like uh, through Violet Records as I've mentioned earlier in the program. So it's time to hear the second single of this wonderful record and we're going to be hearing a song called Unless. start raving about this particular track i'm going to tell you what we heard prior to this wonderful track it was the uh, the last and the second track of our essential wax it was unless the second single pulled off the pale fountains pacific avenue from 1984 and that was our essential wax of this particular week episode 55 now 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 that song that we just heard feel the noise by melbourne australia's wild meadows um, i've got an interview coming up in the next 60 seconds with the wonderful james ross a uh, an ex-pat brit from birmingham who now lives in melbourne and the band themselves have uh, four releases uh, to date uh, feel the noise nowhere rebel and uh, wild meadows and you can get all of this stuff at wildmeadows.bandcamp.com. And uh, I am absolutely blown away by the sound that they've managed to uh, to gain uh, by virtue of, uh, well, James's uh, DJ past, his production past, uh, the wonderful meld that they seem to have got as a band. Um, they're putting out records that really are of the caliber of bands that have been uh, together 10, 15, 20 years. I highly, highly recommend Going to the Bandcamp page, which I've just shared with you, to get anything and everything you can get your hands on uh, by this wonderful, wonderful outfit. So, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to pass it over to Pseudo me and uh, to James Ross, and you're going to learn a heck of a lot more about Wild Meadows. Hey, man, how are you doing? All right, James, how are you? Yeah, I'm well,
6: thanks, man.
0: Good, good, good. It's actually a, it's a remarkably uh, clear uh, reception, which is nice. Yeah, cool, man. I'm, I'm, I'm glad. So, um, thank you for giving the time, especially at this ungodly hour, where you are. I um, I came across the band a few weeks ago, as you do. You get uh, you get sidetracked and sucked into the internet uh, vortex, and um, I was delighted to to come across the band, and as a result, bought all the material, and. I'm absolutely blown away as to how good you are and how uh, little uh, most of us know about you. So I want to try and remedy that if that's uh, okay in the next few minutes. Yeah, totally cool, man.
6: Um, you know, I'm, I'm glad you like it, and yeah,
0: um, you know. So what's the story with? I'm up with it, man. But what's what's the story with the band? Because because you, you sound like you've been playing for a long long time, uh, but I know that I know that's not not the case at all. You're just about to release uh, the the debut long player, which is very very exciting. How did you all meet first and foremost?
6: Yeah, well, rather than I was, um I mean I'm from the UK, so yeah. I, I used to sort of I was a DJ for quite a while. Um, I was playing like drum and bass and, and breakbeat and all that sort of stuff, and really, um, I got to a point where <clears> I was playing bands. Um, where I kind of, I sort of envied the guitar player, really, because, um, like, he was, like, just plugging in and, like, playing sound and stuff. So yeah, I, I mm-hmm. actually started playing guitar quite mm-hmm. late, man, like, um, you know, about 26.
0: That's and, very late. Um, My goodness, mate.
6: And, yeah, and then I, I mean, that was in Australia as well, so I, I joined up with a couple of mates, and uh, then we started to play like kind of you know um, indie sort of stuff, and but we had a bit of an idea about what what we wanted to do, you know, like um, the sound. Um, yeah, yeah, we wanted to sound like every every other band that we like, kind of thing. So, um, and that started to happen after a while, kind of thing. So, so you know. That's what
0: that's what happened really. Well, well, know. well, it's it's an interesting start because I mean, going from a DJ to playing guitar, that's a, that's that's quite a lateral move in itself. Now, you yourself, like, whereabouts are you from uh, in in the UK? Obviously, south somewhere around London, are you? Yeah, no, I'm from Birmingham actually.
6: Oh, you're a um, brummie, I okay. Be a, yeah, yeah, I used to be um actually when I was growing up, I used to be a jungle DJ. Like, um, right. And then I was flying like, Great beat and drum bass and stuff like that, um, and then like after a bit of time. To be honest, I've always been like producing electronic music. Um, yeah. And you know, to to some extent, um, uh, I've always been in a lot of bands and stuff like that. Um, but it's only been like um, uh, when I was twenty six that I sort of realised that I actually started like to play guitar and and write songs and stuff. So. Um, it
7: was
0: like you
6: know 2006 really when oh. I say doing that okay um, that I was like songs and
0: stuff that was the yeah. turning point because because you, you make it you know you're talking about it as if it's like doing the laundry it's like oh I just turned my hand to guitar and writing songs which is the kind of thing that uh, most people like myself dream of being able to do you make it sound just effortless oh, I think I'll play guitar and start writing some songs well uh, I, I hasten to say that turned out quite well for you um, do you feel? Do you feel like uh, you know? You, you you put your hand to this in two thousand and six, and do you ever feel feel that? Wow, I really should have done this a lot earlier.
6: Oh, definitely, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, uh, to be honest, even in two thousand and six, I was like rubbish for years. I mean, Rob Meadows didn't really kick off until probably quite a few years later, like because I didn't know how to play guitar, you know. Um, <laughs> It, it, it takes quite a while and stuff like that. So, but um, like um, I to be honest, man, I always just felt like um,
0: this band was always in me and stuff like that. So right, um, right. You know, well, that's good. Yeah. No, that's what I was driving at. It sounds like you've sort of been a forgive the expression, but like a bit of a sleeping giant for a while. Then hang on a second, let's do this, and it's all it's all worked out. But I I understand the premise of you saying that you. You knew it was in you. You just had to, you know, find an outlet for it.
6: That's it, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, it so looks. That, that's
8: so, the size, the
0: size. Yeah. yeah. Well, it looks. It looks to me like you've got some. You've got some pretty sterling uh, influences, and and are fans of, well, basically the entire shoegaze movement on the Creation label, which. You, you can't poke holes in that, that's about as solid as it gets. I mean, there's the obvious, you know, MVB uh, and uh, Lush and Slow Dive Ride, the, the usual suspects. Are there any, any other bands that might not be as obvious to, 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 to us that you might have been influenced by? Do you know what, mate? I actually
6: just love music in general, man. Uh, and, you know, like I actually, um, uh, I work for a radio station. I kind of get in contact so... So much in this work I and mean, I actually just love the music in general. Yeah. Um, and like I love really good puff. Like yeah. Know, yeah, yeah. Really well written puff. And I actually love as well, like really edge stuff as well. You know, like uh, you know, at the moment I'm loving the new Marguerite album. Oh that's in an brilliant.
0: insane record, isn't it? It's beautiful. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
6: um, you know, like I, I live this every single day, so it it, it it's my life, nice, you know. So, um, what's well, hard? I mean, it's,
0: heavy, it's, it's, I know it's hard. It's, it's it's like you know when you walk into a record shop and you want to start looking for stuff that you you know that you want and then you just draw that massive blank. I understand it's a difficult question to say, you know, who do you dig and who's been influential because it's such a cliche thing, but it's also very instrumental in being operative in, in you know who yeah, you are, who certainly. you are right now. I mean,
6: Obviously, bands like Ride, Marillion, Van Tyne, yeah, yeah as well. Um, but also like kind of, you know, Hands uh, of Pure Heart, things like that. You know, like um, I, I love everything there yeah. yeah, well, well, I tell you,
0: t- well, you yeah. should listen. You should listen to my podcast. I think you might like it. That's kind of ironic, isn't it?
6: Oh,
0: oh I have, man. Okay, I good. Like it. Oh, <laughs> oh, lovely. Well, then I've a, got one more listener. So. In terms of in terms of your writing, um, because of uh, the, the band's dynamic, is, is it largely down to to you for the instrumentation and the, and the demoing, and, and uh, or, or is there a different process?
6: Yeah, it's quite funny at the moment actually because um, we got some new members, but um, basically at the, at the way it's been, I mean, of this album is been like. Um, I've come up I've come up with some ideas of music and uh you know some songs and then everyone's kind of I've said, No, that's shit or that's good. Uh but now um everyone's a bit more kind of member based that everyone's kinda of bringing up some ideas and things, you know. But um it's really that song uh, the next album really is gonna be like really song based and sort of a lot, and really trap based. Right. And, like, more edge, I think,
0: you know. Are you gonna have uh, um, sort of anyway. s- songs run about three, three or four minutes in length, that type thing?
6: Yeah, just like um, pushing the bandies a little bit, man. Like, yeah. um, where on this album, we've just been like trying to basically just trying to make a, a decent album. Like where you know next time we can actually like try and you know try and actually like fuck around a bit, things like that.
0: A so. bit, bit more creative license.
6: Yeah, exactly, man. a yeah. bit more
0: confident about it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, to, today, today is is the release date, isn't it? Yeah. Because it says yeah, single. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's brilliant. So feel yeah. that feel the noise is out today, which is very very timely. Um, now, let, let me ask in, in terms of uh, production. You know who you entrust your art to, uh, and with all due respect, you know I can't really get a, a, a much information with regards to a lot of the detail in the bio. So, so who who who's behind the board when when you're recording?
6: Yeah, man. Okay, we got a dude called Woody, man.
0: Yeah, um, Woody. Yeah.
6: He produces all. You know, like if you have a Black Cab and things like that. Oh yeah, um,
7: yeah,
6: yeah. Basically, basically, I'm in Australia. He's a dude that grew up in the UK. He listened to ride. He listened to Marley Valentine. You know score. Um, he's produced loads of albums over here. Yeah, yeah. Um, and. I sourced him out, and it, like basically, he knows the score. He knows what I want. You know, he's got some great ideas and things, um, and that's who I want to work with. Fantastic. He's basically Woody Anderson, sort of thing. Uh, it, he he's fucking amazing, man. Like he, he's he's a nice in his own right. You know what I mean? So we just basically want to work with him from now on.
0: Lovely. Know. That's great. I mean, it's, it's one of the hardest things uh, as, uh, as an artist is to align yourself with somebody who can, uh, well, em- not so much embellish, but but actually do you justice uh, behind the board and understand where you're coming from and be able to be really, you know, another appendage of the band that you just entrust, that you trust your work to implicitly.
6: Totally, man. Totally. That's a great it's feeling. the hardest thing, yeah, I mean, we've recorded this stuff before as well with other people, but, you know, like,
0: History, he gets us. You know what I mean? So yeah, chalk, uh, it's chalk cool. and cheese, isn't it? Ch- chalk and cheese. So, um, so what are the other, other members doing? Is it, is this, is this an entirely full, full time, full on affair right now? You're all doing nothing but the band. No, we're all working, man. You're all you
2: working. Uh, there's no money.
6: There's no money in it. But yeah, we're all, um, you know, we're all totally,
0: totally uh, evolving it. So yeah. Well, let's well let's hope let's hope there's a there's a turning point in the next few weeks whereby you'll have a decision to make whether whether it does become a full time endeavor or not. It seems to me that you've been very very well received in in the in the local and and uh, national press uh, down under. Now now the next the next frontier is to is to get the UK and, and North America to take notice of you. Um, uh, so so how are you finding finding life on on Bandcamp whereby you've got a lot of uh, you've got a lot of control. Uh, You know, you can control everything from the release, the artwork, and every facet. Are you finding that uh, an enjoyable experience? Yeah, it's fine, man. Um, I mean, we're
6: going to go into, uh, like, a regular day year and stuff like that. Oh, Um, right. uh, albums are going to be out in, like, February, sort of thing, so... All right. You know, it's all all controlled, man. We've got to do, like, kind of, basically controlling all that sort
7: of stuff, so, you know... So, how's... um, how's... He's really good. yeah.
0: And, you know. and to what, speaking yeah, of, yes, sorry, there's an overlap. You go ahead, mate. I've interrupted you. Please, go ahead. No, no, it's um
6: basically this guy like happening all out press and all that sort of stuff. It's the first time ever, you know, like, yeah. um, you know, it's pretty cool. Um, So, you know, all that sort of happening and, you know, it's
0: all right. Like, yeah. So you're happy with that? Now what about what about what about gigging? Yeah, uh, have you got any? Uh, have you got uh, a busy gigging schedule ahead of you, or is it uh, evolving as the days go by?
6: To be honest, we got some really good gigs coming up as well, like uh, you know, sad nights. Nice. You know, you
0: know,
6: yeah, it's all good actually. Um, it's really weird because, like, you know, you get from sort of not having any gigs or any releases, but you know, involving a lot right people. Um, and then all of a sudden you've got like really good gigs and really good kind of, you know, releases and sports and stuff. So I mean, you know, I've been in bands for like, you know, since I was like, you know, the like, last twenty years but just involved a lot of people it's like kind of, you know, absolutely the right thing to do, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and so, so you the gigging, the gigging aspect of things is healthy now. How, how do you how do you like playing live? Because I mean, I know a lot of artists who 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 consider playing live like taking medicine when you're poorly. They they consider it a necessary evil. Like, do you, do you, do you revel in the live experience? Like, do you do you just look around and go, holy shit, I can't believe I'm actually doing this? Yeah, man, it's one of those things,
6: you know. Like, um, I mean, there was a time when it sucked, but I actually quite love it now. Um, and, like, you know, the more time to blaze, the better you have. Know? Um, and, like, um, I mean, we're, we're fucking loud <laughs> at the
7: moment. Yeah. yeah. Um,
6: like, and we, we get louder every single time, and we're trying to get louder, and, like, we're trying to get more epic and, and fucking louder and stuff. And it's just more fun. Like, um, we used to be really nervous and scared. do around, but. Um, no, we actually don't care,
0: so... That's great that you've um, reached that stage.
6: It's better than that.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, it's, it's like being comfortable in your own skin. It's like you've got nothing to prove, and if, you know, if someone doesn't like it, well, you know, at the end of the day, it's their problem, isn't it? Oh, fuck it,
6: mate. You yeah. yeah, absolutely. I used to scared, but, you know, fuck
0: it. Well, that's the, that's the, that's the, that's the thing you've got to try and dispel, is that, you know, at the end of the day, You've got to be happy with yourself doing what you're doing, and then if anyone else likes it as a byproduct, that's 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 lovely. But that's not the sole motivation, is it? Yeah. I mean, at the end
2: of the day,
6: you're going to do it anyway, so exactly, yeah. Fuck
7: it. (laughs) (laughs) I I can sense. I can sense some new. uh,
6: Get as much out of it as you possibly can. You know, like you know. Well, James, um, I can, I, I can do it anyway, so. If you can do it scared, great. Right? But if you can do it absolutely
0: brilliantly, then, then do that. You know? Well, i sort i was already, I think I might have got an idea for your next merchandising. For, 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 you know, you will have wild meadows on the front, and and just fuck it on the back. There you go. It'd be fantastic. <laughs> the, the, there's your marketing right there. You just, you'll, you'll make, you'll make. Tens of thousands do, in, in t-shirts. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, you seem to crack. You seem to crack the mainstream uh, quite well there. You know, because once once Triple J start uh, championing you, that's that's almost a signal that you've arrived at least in Australia, which is a good thing. Are, you, are, you, are they still? Are they spinning your uh, your stuff still? I've got absolutely no idea. No? To be honest, fans like
6: um, we man. always kind of went up. Fuck that shit, uh, we don't care about triple chain. Anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Um and then we started with the dude who desired publicity and he was like, No, that's the only way you get it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, uh, unfortunately yes.
6: Um, but we still don't care and like, yeah, whatever happens happens, so, I mean Hopefully the tunes good
0: enough and people like it. So uh, it'll just, you know, it'll just a different you know. path, just a different path. That's all. If they champion you, it just is a little bit of an accelerator. If they don't, you're going to get there in the end anyway. Um, now, now, be, being yeah, that, Sally, well, being that you're really involved in the scene down there, are there any bands that 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 uh, Australian bands that that we might not have heard of that you think are on the cusp of of, of becoming something a little bit more, uh, uh, well? successful, heard of, uh, worthy of, worthy of, worthy uh, yeah, praise.
6: Man. I know a heap, man. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I know, I know a heap of bands, um, that should do really, really well, but they don't because of, I don't know, some reasons, man. because, like, um, um, low tide or like, um, mm. contrast and things like that. Um, they're great bands, man. I'm taking, um, I'm
0: taking notes because I'm going to, I'm going to research it because yeah, totally, man. Cause, Cause Aus- Aus- Australia, because, um, Australia. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Australia's always it's a tricky been a key contrast as well. They're fucking great. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, I, I, there seems to be an overlap with the audio. But what I was saying was is, is that Australia, you know, hasn't been overly prolific with its musical output. But but th- what's good is unbelievable. I'm a big big fan of you know the likes of uh, the Church. Uh, died, died pretty, yeah, you know. All these, all these, these bands that that really, um, really made an indelible mark on music, and most most of the record sales are actually outside of Australia. They did well in Australia, but yeah, <clears throat> But they, they've just been just been. I always go to Australia as this as this sort of hotbed that does immensely well within its own four walls. Only a select few seem to sort of break down the barriers and, and, and gain success out of Australia, but. If you really examine the Australian music scene for, for the population and the, and the disparate uh, geography, it's an incredible music scene down there.
6: Yeah, yeah, there's always the you know, the Flying Nun
0: stuff as well, which is oh, obviously well, amazing. Oh, well, that's insane. Well, yeah, I had to I had Martin Phillips on the show a while ago from The Chills, and, the, you know, that, that band just blow my little mind album after album have done so yeah. for about 30 years and yeah so and I should probably qualify that and say the Antipodean music scene you know we'll lump in New Zealand as well <laughs> it, but it's it's stunning it's fantastic, it? it is it's very vibrant and and, and it's uh I've never been there my wife uh, and my brother has been there because her brother-in-law lives there and it's one of those places where I think that if I did go I'd probably not want to come back is that <laughs> what is that what happened to you?
6: And to be honest, I've never been to New Zealand, and I'm, I'm literally out of the water, man. I just come to Melbourne. I um, I, I think I've got a
7: show on, you know, Triple R music. Oh, have you? Um, okay, got oh, about magic. I didn't know
6: that. And
7: hmm. um, I have to find bad and that that's
6: it for me. You know, I mean, like I, was, you know, that's what, that's what I do. Well, what was know, but,
0: what, what was responsible um, for the move though, James? So, you know, I ended up in Canada because I I blindly followed my uh, my family. Uh, how, how did you end up in Australia? Um, basically, my ex-girlfriend was
6: from here and I just came here and, right. and I, I liked
0: it, um, you, know, um, but, you know. It's always uh, a reason. Just curious what the reason is. Sometimes people you know, put, yeah. chuck a pin in a map and say, oh, I fancy going there. Um, but there's, there's usually a bit yeah, more... Yeah, man. I
6: mean, to be honest, like, Melbourne is like the sort of music capital of Australia. So yeah. that, I think that's why I stayed here and things like that. Yes. But, um, um, it's really good, got a few really good sort of radio right sites like PBS and RRR um, yeah. that are like really strong and you know, um, see good shows on here and stuff like that
7: so.
0: Great. I mean, it, it's,
6: it's a good scene here man, like um, there's really good sort of live shows stuff,
0: so. Well I hope, I hope that we can keep in touch over the coming months and, 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 and years because it sounds like you, you're, you personally with, 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 with your project. I'm really excited for you because your sound is really, really mature. Uh, and if and if you were to hear this uh, without knowing anything about the band, you you would you'd make an assumption that the band was really established and it was you know four you know four or five albums deep. So I know it's difficult for you because it's it's your art and it's very sub- subjective. But you, you 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 should be very proud of what you've uh, what you've put out so far. I mean, I I just I think the sound is brilliant. I mean, obviously you. you Aligning yourself with Woody is, is is responsible for some of that, but the songs themselves, uh, coupled with Woody's uh, production and also the mastering, of course, which is, which is ridiculous. The sound is beautiful that you've managed to attain. Oh, I
2: think
0: so I
6: really appreciate that. No, nice, yeah. it's a,
0: it's a pleasure because um, I'm, I'm one of those sticklers that you know I have to listen to everything in lossless, and I've got my Sennheisers on and. I tell you you, you, you you can you can discern you can discern the nuances quite easily uh, when it comes to production and uh, and post production and, and your work is fantastic. So I would assume that it's going to maintain that for, for for the for the full length, right? Yeah, I tell you that. What's what's the prospective yeah, totally. re- what's the prospective release date? You, you think it's January next year or February, or something like that? Yeah, February actually. Yeah, yeah. Okay, posted. Yeah, yeah, magic, and it's gonna be—is it gonna be on all formats? So have you not got to that point yet? Yeah, no, certainly be vinyl and uh, just
6: digital download. Smashing. Uh, no
0: CDs, I think. Gotcha, gotcha. And uh, I, I always ask this question, and, and it's very poignant for you, being that you are uh, an expat. And if you're anything like me, you've got your favourite things, and you're off down the British shop to snag snag your Marmite or wherever it might be. But, but uh, for years and years, I've always asked artists on a parting note what their favourite biscuit is. And the premise is this, is that you're around my place uh, and you just played a gig and I stick the kettle on and I come out with a biscuit tin and I say, help yourself, it's a magic biscuit tin. You can choose any biscuit on God's green earth, any biscuit, past or present, what would you choose? Fucking hell, though, (laughs) innit? No, no, you've got to to qualify that, mate. Now, are we talking Chucky or are we talking Plain? Oh, mate, Cho- chocolate or plain?
6: Oh,
0: plain. Then. Plain. Okay, smash it. Okay, because I've got this. I've got this really articulate spreadsheet infographic with all the biscuits and all the artists. So, so I'm gonna. I'll uh, I'll I'll add your name next to the hobnob, and I'll shoot you off uh, a little graphic in a little while. But in the meantime, <laughs>
7: yeah.
0: in the meantime, thanks so much for the chat, and, and I'm gonna shoot you a line, of course, obviously when uh, when the cast's ready ready to go. And uh, I've got one yeah, last too, one last question, uh, pick a song for me to play uh, by, by the band, what would you like me to play?
6: Okay, uh, uh, my band?
0: Yes, yours, no, yeah, I don't care about anyone else, this is all about Wild Meadows. What, what... Okay, um,
6: my band, um, um, what's it
0: called, Nowhere. <laughs> you had to think about that, didn't you? Okay, In fact, well it is late at night yeah, for no, you. No, no, uh, Jennifer. Jennifer. Jennifer, okay, Jennifer it is. And uh, I'll be in touch really soon. Thanks so much, mate. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, cool, man. stick
6: mate. L- look after. Turn gotcha.
0: right. Many thanks, James, for uh, your time and uh, for educating us as to uh, all the intricacies of Wild Meadows. What a band. Stay tuned here because I'll be playing anything and everything they release. And I encourage you to visit their Bandcamp page to snag anything and everything you can buy them as well. Here's one more track. for that is tune that is uh, Jennifer as chosen by James Ross himself by the wonderful Wild Meadows from Melbourne Australia my thanks to him and my thanks to the band what great music they make again Wild Meadows check them out wildmeadows.bandcamp.com and more to come from them in uh, the weeks months years ahead Great, great, great band, and uh, stay tuned for our second interview this week. Uh, two weeks in a row we've got a couple of interviews as opposed to just one, which is which is fine, it's fine. Um, this week uh, for our second interview, delighted to be talking to uh, Clive Jones from The Train Set, a band who I loved. Uh, For a very, very brief amount of time before they just disappeared off the surface of the earth. And you will learn a lot more about what I'm talking about by virtue of what uh, Clive imparts uh, later on in about uh, 20 minutes' time. Now then, now then, now then. Into web time kids that's what that racket means each and every week i will share a website with you that i have happened upon uh, been referred to or otherwise this week i've got a gem for you uh, everything indie over 40 i.e for old gets like me so anybody over 40 this is the reminiscence uh, channel, if you like, uh, of, of music content. They do a cracking job, and I'll read you their, uh, their about so you can get an idea of what they do here. It's uh, Indie Over 40. Welcome to Everything Indie Over 40, a nostalgia based community that celebrates a golden age of music and its enduring legacy. Uh, when we say Everything indie, we mean everything because indie music means different things to different people. For some, it's post-punk and C86-era jingle-jangle or Manchester and Britpop. For others, it's industrial shoegaze or even electronica. As far as we are concerned, indie music is whatever you want it to be. Whether you saw My Jealous God support the Trash Can Sinatras at the Borderline in 1990 or was at Main Road in 1996 to see Oasis, we hope that there is something for everyone in our community. We also hope this community provides you with an opportunity to be introduced to new musical experiences that you may have missed. How often have we heard, can't believe this band wasn't on my radar back in the day, well said say that all the time don't we, among our online community. We are not constrained by genres and embrace a wide ranging mix of musical styles from the old to the new, sounds like my programme. Step inside our website and you will find... Indie Top 40, Indie Encounters, First Track, First Album, uh, The Barney Review, The Indie CV, and Meet the Community. They're very, very active on social media. I highly recommend following them uh, on Facebook, liking them, rather, on Facebook and following them on Twitter. And uh, we're going to examine some collaborations between uh, ourselves, I think, moving forward. Love the website. Anyway, encourage you to visit everything IndieOver4040.com, top, top website now we are 2025 songs in to the program and there's just room for uh, i think one or two more songs before we get into uh, some music by the wonderful wonderful the train set so i think uh, being that i promised it at the beginning of the program just got to get my mouse working properly here um depeche mode very very recently um covered well they've been covering it live for quite some time but they put down this particular version Uh, as a studio recording David Bowie's Heroes. Train set, and that is uh, their first single from 1988 on Playhard Records. She's gone. We're going to get right back into the train set in just a second. Just wanted to let you know that before hearing that, we heard uh, Morning Dove. Uh, sorry, we heard uh, Why Don't You Take Me by uh, One Dove. And that's from 1993's Morning Dove White uh, record that came out on uh, Junior Boy's own. And any excuse to play one dove, I shall take it. And before that, we heard the uh, very recent, I think just a couple of days ago, um, I don't even think it's officially released, Depeche Mode doing uh, their rendition of David Bowie's Heroes, which they've been doing for a long time live, but they've decided to uh, take it to the studio and uh, release a proper version. I've no idea if it's going to surface as a single, a 12, it's going to be on the new forthcoming record. I just don't know. I just managed to get myself a copy uh, this week and wanted to share it with you. Um, so let's talk about the train set. Uh, lucky enough to be talking to, uh, to Clive in uh, in a couple of minutes. Um, and I did mention that we just heard their first single from 1988 uh, on Play Hard Records. She's Gone. What a band. And uh, they have a compilation that uh, literally puts together anything and everything that they have done to date, including the first two singles, which are obviously long, long deleted, uh, and uh, any oddments that they could get their hands on that were uh, of good quality, B-sides, etc. And uh, there's a 12-tracker available, which beautifully compiles everything that they've done under the moniker of Never California by the train set And Never California is a is part of the lyric of the song that we've just heard uh, In case you're wondering where the title comes from So uh, visit Fire Station Records They are a wonderful boutique label from Germany And it's uh, firestation-records.de Now, let's hear, before we talk uh, with Clive Let's hear the second single uh, that they released Entitled Hold On set with hold on now it's time to have a chat with clive and you're going to learn an awful lot more than just by listening to me i'll be back after the interview hello all right clive hi how are you doing not bad not bad at all you're all sorted now you're finished
9: yeah just finished the last
0: couple of songs there uh, we've got a new bass player now see oh okay smashy we'll, we'll, we'll get to talk we- about that and um so so, yeah. whereabouts are you right now? The, re- the rehearsal, uh, the rehearsal space, wherever that might be. I'm re- rehearsing. Yeah, we're in rehearsal space. The college in Crewe. Oh, okay. So you're just outside. Uh, well, you're actually in Crewe then. Okay, right. You are. So yeah, yeah. So so, why, why don't we start with that lovely place where you're from, um, Crewe, which with with my growing up, always had the old uh, anorak train spotting type of uh, uh, ribbon that was associated with it, and. Uh, your, your, your upbringing there, in terms of you meeting meeting your bandmates, not a million miles from, from yeah. not a million miles from my upbringing and how you got into music and, and how this all came about. I mean, it sounds a very generic question, but let's start at the beginning. So, how'd you get together, and uh, and what was life yeah. like as a, as a little teenager in Crew? Well, as you know, Crew is a bit of a train-spotty place like
9: that. And yeah. There's not a lot to do here, but the great thing about Crew is it geographical position, really,
7: yeah.
9: and the fact that there is trains and that. So when we were young and the punk scene happened, we were in various music, but when punk happened it sort of brought us together, because the three, three, three of us were all at the same school.
7: yeah.
9: And we liked the same music, because in them days there weren't many punks in crew, so any punks that were about recognised each other and become friends.
7: Yeah, yeah. Um,
9: So we sort of got together at school as mates, and then we'd go on the train off to Liverpool, Eric's in Liverpool, yeah. Manchester, um, and Stoke was up the road. And Vicky all used to have all the punk bands on.
7: Yeah. And
9: then obviously when we used to go up to Liverpool and Chester and stuff, we were at, as as just people going that going out in clubs. There's a place in Chester called Smarties.
7: Yeah.
9: First I started playing what you might call post punk, like all the stuff from Zoo. You know, the yeah. men, early Toto, Explode, Joy Division, and we sort of moved with that as that moved and. Not long after that, we formed a band and we were all having influence by punk and post punk and it's a thing to do to form a band. So, um, in crew, that's what we did. <laughs> um, and <laughs> it was like that, really. We didn't know who was going to play what. I mean, two of them were playing guitars and sort of a toss-up crew was going to be the bass player, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like a lottery at the beginning, isn't it? Yeah. So, so so... In
9: crew, I think you needed something like a band. as an escape from the mundanity, you know it gave us, basically it was something to keep those of us that had something in common together, you know. No, I, I,
0: understand, I understand that implicitly and you're absolutely right about the, ge- the geography in terms of your, well the strategic placement because you, you're as much a part, I remember buying the first single and um, you're as much a part when you were experiencing your heady days of the Liverpool music scene as you were the Manchester music scene because... I, I remember, yeah. I, I remember you being synonymous with the likes of, um, well, reading about you hanging out with the Boo Radleys or, or the real people or even Pete Wiley. You were very, very, uh, very much a part of the Liverpool scene as well, weren't you? Well,
9: we used to go, we used to go Eric's a lot, and so you bump into people there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was Liverpool that sort of give us our first sort of decent gigs outside of crew, really. Yeah. Uh, there was a guy called Kip who used to put a thing like called Earthbeat. Um, right. Festival in Sefton Park.
7: Yeah.
9: And he put us on there. I think that first one we did at Sefton Park, if you look at the bill there, like, it's weird. I mean, over the three days, there's Stone Roses, the Lars, yeah. um, Pulp, Pulp, um, quite a lot of bands that uh, went on to be a lot bigger, you know. Absolutely. Uh, we used to play around with the pool. That gave us a confidence. We started getting some gigs in like Manchester around the boardwalk and that. Yes. And then we sent um, Play Hard. Dave, Dave Haslam had a magazine called Debris.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask and, you about that, yeah. Uh, that was that was Dave yeah. Haslam, Dave Haslam, wasn't it, that?
9: Dave Haslam had Daybreak, Yeah, and he had a um, flexi-disc on the back that he put on every month at the local band. And we just had a demo, and she's gone, and we sent it, in, hoping he could put put a flexi-disc on debris And they come back to us and say, we can do better than that. We're starting a label called Play Hard, and we want you on it.
0: Brilliant. So we went a remix she's Gone and then put she's out on play out. Fantastic. Well, that that was that was what I was trying to drive up because I've got a little bit of an inroad, in that I've been a fan, for, you know, since 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 the beginning. And to be perfectly honest, um, the, the, the the reissue, if you like, under the guise of New uh, of Never California, it took me it took me by surprise, to be honest, because it was a, it was it was one of those things where I thought that that you were all done and dusted. No 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 disrespect intended there. Uh, yeah. and when I got win, well,
9: what, what happened there yeah what happened there we weren't doing Dusty I mean, when she's gone come out if you don't know the history it was a yeah. bit unlucky we had she's gone out and yeah. got straight in the indie charts got dead good reviews he was playing it yeah single of the week in MMA and then um, and I think they sold I think they sold them out getting on the 10,000 in four days released on the Monday yes but on the weekend when people went to buy it they couldn't get it so we, well, the Play rang up the pressing plant and said, print another 10,000 up. So, you know, this single could have sort of really launched the it, it was doing really well, you know, being um, reviewed really, really well and everything. And then um, the pressing plant said, we can't press anymore. You better ring up the distributors. We said, ring up the distributors, and it was Red Rhino. All right. And the week our single was out, the distributors, Red Rhino, went bust. Oh.
7: So the
9: pressing plant will not press anymore. So we were going out, touring, and promoting a single that no one could buy, and it just stopped. So we never knew what would have happened with that single. Um and so then we wanted to put it out quick again, because we soon got a distribution, I think it was Cherry Red, Yes. and then um, but Play PlayHard, and uh, now, now it sort of lost its momentum. We think we could have put it out straight after, because everybody knew the Red Rhino worked, that people could have got it again. But we, we didn't, so that was the end issues on. Oh. What happened then was, um, yeah. But we, anyway, cut a long story short, we got hold on out, that did all right, and then our big player went off to live in Brazil, he we went, off teaching. Yeah. So that was the end of the band. So just as it was taking off, it ended. So we'd done nothing for years. No music. She mm-hmm. lived in Brazil and Chile and somewhere else. Um, I went off to college. The we, other band was finished. Yeah. And then... What happened was, with it, like you say, with the album, um, we suddenly, out of the blue, got a phone call from Uwe Weidman on um, Fire Station Records.
7: Yeah.
9: And he read our single on YouTube that somebody had put up or something. We hadn't. And then um, he said, oh, have you got all your other stuff? And we said, um, well, yeah, we can find it. I don't even know if it's uh, still be a decent hit. Anyway, we found all the recordings, sent them to him, and he said we're going to put an album out with it all on, like a retrospective. Yeah. So we thought, well, yeah, we'll do that, because it's justified, because of what happened to us, how we split up, we felt like we didn't, there's a lot of songs that never got heard by a lot of people. Yes. So let's put them out now. And we just did it like that for a bit of nostalgia reasons, to see what happens. But it got dead good reviews. Yes. And then people asking us if we're doing any gigs. And I said, We're well, not even a band anymore, I don't know where everybody is. <laughs> I did some calling around and it just so happened that Shiggy was back in living near Crewe. Um Booty was in Crew, Dave was in Tarpley just up the road. Yeah. So um it was feasible so we had a meeting and said, Let's give it a go. So we did and then we that's it. We've sort of re for coffee to We're <laughs> sort of enjoying it now, it's Well, fun, you know.
0: Well, is it? Is it I mean, obviously? It's a different. It's a different dynamic to, to when when you you know you were you were around the first time because I would assume that you've got other other ways and means to pay the bills right now and, and that this is a this is a a yeah. labor a labor of love as a side well, project. Well,
9: and when you're living in your pocket, each other's pockets, creatively, and as friends and everything. Yes. So you crash around each other's houses and flats, and you write tunes. Yes. Uh, now it is different. People got family. And, stuff like that, and so getting together when we can is quite difficult. I can imagine. But we managed to, you know, get the songs again, and we've put a new dynamic in, it's inspired us to like new material as well, and, and we've changed, I mean, we hear the new
7: stuff,
9: it yeah. is sort of in a little bit different than what it was on the album, and we've got a new material as well that we're working on.
0: Well, that's what I was wanting to talk about, because there, there are going to be many people who were sort of between our ages and uh, and the fresh, you know, wet behind the ears mob, who will have heard yeah. you for the first time with, with the, the recent Manchester box set that came out through Cherry Red, because you've got a track on that, which, of course, yeah. you're, you're in wonderful company there, but hopefully that'll be a little bit of a shot in the arm for you as well. Um, I, I heard I heard, yeah. I heard a rumour, Clive, that, that you're on another forthcoming compilation. Are you at liberty to uh, tell us a bit about that? We're on that,
9: I think it's
0: already out, the C-88. Oh, it's so the C-88, okay, exactly. well, I've, I've got that, so, all yeah. right.
9: We're on the C-88 on that Manchester North of England.
0: Right, right. Uh, anything... Well, well, I'm aware of, yeah. Anything else in terms of reissues before we start talking about uh, uh, new material? So, is... I don't think we can
9: put any more stuff out off the album now. It's all there uh, as we want it, and it you know, we can't... I don't want to just keep putting all the old stuff out and a single, I mean, we've sort of put, um, we've done the, we released She's Gone Again, then we released Beautiful Monster as a single, and I think that's it, Um, but we're in the studio now, we've got, at the moment, about five tunes that uh, have never been recorded, and new stuff that we're going to work on, and hopefully get that out.
0: Wonderful. So, so, yeah, I think you've, you've done this to death. I didn't mean that you, know, you can get any more out of the Never, Never California compilation. But where I was going was, uh, cool. are, are there any possibly uh, any more, any more uh, old uh, demos or things kicking about? Because I was talking to um, Martin Coogan a few weeks ago and talking to, to him about how we managed to, to cobble together the, the reissue of Turtle Soup. And he he was going yeah, in, going into uh, massive detail. You know, he's, he's, a bit a bit was from cassette, a bit was from reel to reel, a bit was from ADAT, and he and he cobbled it all together.
9: There's a, what, what, yeah, there's a few bits and bobs uh, of um, a couple of tracks. What uh, was one called? Is to you? It's very uh, very it's below it's very eighties. Yeah. Um, Simple. I mean, there is little stuff like that. Yeah. The live stuff as well. We
0: thought it being way yeah. back that not too bad, some of it, you know. Did you but possibly, possibly? Yeah, well, you never say never. If you've got, if you've got access to it, yeah. in my ignorance, and I'm not yeah, aware, yeah. I'm not aware of any. But did you ever do any uh any, any radio sessions back in the day? Because I can't remember you, or I certainly haven't heard any. Did you ever do any? No, no. I mean, this is what was
9: happening. Everything was going, um, yeah. Like, good, I and mean, then we just split up. we had things in the bag ready. I mean, we had stuff on the videos, on the Tally to do, and then Nathan... I mean, what was it, that Saturday morning um, thing that used to be on the chart show and yeah, everything? Yeah, yeah, um, But we had some sort of tell you, but we, no, we never did um, any um, sessions like Peely or anything. I mean, he'd only that she has got an older on, and then we were split up. Yeah,
7: Telling yeah. you that,
9: though, there's a new bass player now, who's with us. Yes. Had done Peely sessions, he was in a band called Colour by Oh, okay, okay. Um, They've just, some, just been released on a, a Manchester compilation. There's some big, the a little vinyl exchange. They, they just put a, a compilation out they there on that. Oh, lovely. So, well, I used to watch those at a time when I was uh, a youngster in crew. And yeah. they were really cool band. You know, like a They were brilliant. They'd gone on. The front band was just amazing. Yeah. They were like a huge doors, sort of underground sort of band. Yeah. But they got I think Magic Star's got something out of there, a rock section by Magic Star, she's covered one of their uh, records. But Andy Pans now was a bass player in them. As a uh, filled in for Shig, who has gone back
0: to Portugal. Oh, fantastic! Well, he obviously likes his Portuguese, his Brazilian, his Portugal, and uh, that, that's that's obviously. Yeah,
9: well he married, he, met, he met a Brazilian girl, married her, and then they moved back to Europe. Portugal was the ideal place because the language and that was it. Yeah. So he had a flat there, and he just came home for a job, and it was just so happened that when he made put the album out, and and people asked him to reform the band, that did a bit of uh, sniffing about, found out he was back in. England for a bit so that's why we got together as a band otherwise it wouldn't have happened it had just been us getting together as friends to see the release of that yes. compilation album and that would have been it, well, it must have... I said I'd never do it I said I'd never do it back and again you know, I don't want the band that comes back and does it again yeah. but when we had rehearsals and we did it it just gelled it was like we the... exactly hadn't stopped it you was know, really weird and we really enjoyed it it was fun so we're having a bit of fun with it it's, it's, it's good
0: well I'm delighted I'm delighted for you. And also, I mean, uh, you've done some fairly high profile gigs over the last uh, year year and a half as well. So that must have been a real yeah, a real buzz. We've had
9: to do that on DIY though, because we haven't got a promoter as such uh, <laughs> manager or manager as such. Yeah, I've had to do it all on the phone and on
0: Facebook. But it just so
9: happens that people who hear it like it. And one of the main sort of things we keep getting all the time is, Well, how come I had not heard of you back
7: then? Exactly. Exactly.
9: You looked the stuff and the hear it. We just wondered where we were. How come we weren't up there with all our others? And I think the reason is, if we, as the plane was taking off, so to speak, we crashed in the field. You know, yeah. it was taking off. Yeah. Um, the engine stopped because the band split up. You
0: know. Yeah, because I mean, used, but, uh, I used yeah. to read, I used to read the NME and, and obviously uh, Melody Maker and Sounds, cover to cover, and there was no mention of 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 your uh, misfortune, as it were. It just just disappeared. So now, nowadays, of course, with yeah. access to information, social media, the internet, you don't miss a trick. But back then, yeah, if it well, wasn't...
9: We didn't even think it had happened. We were doing dead well and Shiggy, the bass player, just said, I'm off to Brazil. And then when he went, it sort of knocked us a bit because we were mates from school and stuff, wondering yeah. what to do. But then we found another lad, bass player, and then we recorded Beautiful Monster and Gets Me Down, there on that album. Yeah. They recorded that bass player. But so then I the drum at the time, then and sort of. I mean, it's kind of stupid now, but when you were 29, it felt like we were all the really hill and we'd had our go and it hadn't happened.
7: I understand so that. I yeah. went
9: off and did a bit of stuff with Kit, and so it sort of just fell apart. And I thought, shit, my life now, I'm hitting 30, and then, um, you know, I was just singing it, I ain't got an instrument, I'm going to form another band at 30. I haven't had a job or a proper job, nothing like that, I don't know what it was, but. <laughs> <laughs> I start thinking, what am I going to do? So, I was all right at art and film with the and stuff. So, I thought, now was the time to... Well, I'm clear. Well, i the you when I was 30, and so, so, we all just lost each other there. So, yeah, it did just fade away. Um, we didn't know what was going to happen, and we just stopped, so... And, and I, I can't even remember now what we did the label, and I think we really just stopped seeing each other, stopped rolling out. <laughs> and <Yeah>. just, <laughs> just disappeared.
0: Well, it tends to happen in you, like... Sorry? So it tends to happen in your, like, 20s. Well, early...
9: like, a lot of the reviews have sort of said, people have heard it here, a lot of the reviews and things, we have a lot of reviews on the album, uh, and a lot of people, a lot of the uh, people have commented that it it, it, thinks it still sounds quite fresh, and quite... Uh, yeah, quite fresh-sounded for uh, oh. uh, how old that
0: tunes are, you know. Absolutely. I was, I was, that was the next thing I was going to say, you stole my thunder there, because if, if you listen to it as a 12-song unit, and for, for sake of argument, really a 10-song unit because of the extra tracks at the end, um, yeah. it, it does, despite knowing and, and, and knowing about the, the singles and, and being there at the time, it really does hold together as, 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 as a really good complete body of work. and. and of course, of course, you can't administer a, a study to prove this. But you know, if this was released today with the backing of a universal or a big boy, it, it sounds it sounds as contemporary and as good as anything that I that I've heard uh, since, since I don't know when. So there must be a degree of pride that you have because the music really has held up over time. Yeah,
9: I mean, I wish we had someone who could distribute it and get, because everybody who does hear it, all the musicians and everything, really do like it. It's just getting
0: people to know it's there and hearing it. Absolutely, again, you know. Well, all I can do is play it and recommend it to as many people as I can. And yeah. and I must say that you know it's one yeah. of those one of those outfits you are that uh, yes, you were the one of the few that got away. But but I'm personally delighted to have been able to get hold of the tracks uh, about a year and a half ago because uh, well that was the intention, wasn't
9: it? Really, because. Like Uve of, of Fire Station, that's it. He thinks there's a lot of good traps there that were just been drawn and under bed. Exactly. Locked away in cupboards. No one had really heard of. And I think he thought they're too
0: good not to be given an airing. Well, we need we need more we need more Uves because the, the you know the, the roster the roster of Fire Station is all over the shop, but it's it's wonderful. In that I mean, you, you know you know categorically that he's not out to become a millionaire. He's here because he loves these tunes.
9: And yeah.
0: Uh, he relieved, he? It yeah. It. Yeah. I mean, you've got everyone. Just one second,
9: Adam. Yeah. Adam's just gonna get off in the car now. All right, mate. So, uh, so I'll come back to you. Stay dry. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, see you later, Adam. See you later. See you, Adam. See ya. That was David Adam. Thank you for that, the drummer. All right. Adam's the father of uh, two of the Orioles. Oh, all right They're big in Canada now. Yeah. Yeah. You were out there with them, didn't you, Adam? Yeah. Canadian Music Week last year, the Orioles played. I'm mentioning them because um, the Orioles are doing really well on Jeff Barrett's at 7 label now. Yes. And um, that's the, the two of the girls in it, and they're they have a little bit of it? It's weird. They're out here, you know, why we are. It's quite funny.
0: That's fantastic. <laughs> I'd no idea. Well, that's, that's a bit of a segue. I'll have to play something by them on the next programme as well then. Yeah, yeah. Do
9: they're not pretty good. They're good. I like them. Yeah, I, 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 I do like and, them too.
0: Yeah, I, Look, I hadn't, yeah. hadn't well, joined yeah. the dots though. With yeah, the story there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so I was going to ask you actually because yeah, back back in the good old days when you know I was going to Eastern Block and Affleck's and having the time of my life before I had to grow up, um, you know, you were you were rubbing shoulders with the best of them. Um, you know, whether it was James or the Mundys or what whatever. And and I yeah. I always ask I always ask bands who have got an affiliation in, in 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 whatever degree with Manchester. I always ask you if you've got any Martin Hannett anecdotes, if you haven't. Uh, not, Ma-
9: not Martin Hannett, no, uh, I didn't really, I mean, what happened with us, when we were on Playard, our connection there, because Nathan McGrath, obviously, yeah. we run Playard with Dave Aswell, yeah. and we got into the Attyenda thing there, so because of the connection with Nathan McGoff, Dave Aswell and the Happy Monday, we were then getting gigs at the International, the and then the Mondays liked us. It wasn't a buy-on or anything. They asked us to do, like, do that bum throw with them. Yeah. And so we did the bum throw with the Mondays. James liked us. And they asked us to play with them. But so we were just getting gigs like that, you know, for yeah. like Other bands liked us and what was wrong with them, you know? Well, I'll tell
0: you, if, if, if yeah. I... If... If I didn't know any better, I'd start crying now about the travesty that, that is your 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 career. It, but but I'm, but it, you you've come back, and, and and without you coming back, it would be one of those one of those classic sob stories. But now you've you've rectified well, it by coming. back
9: my life. that is. everything in my life is like nearly. If I wrote a book, it'd be called Nearly Malice. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Sort of just out of the frame all the time, you know. Yeah, so you're... I not... watching that uh, 24-hour party, people. Yeah, yeah. And there was literally bits in that where we were literally, in real life, just out of the frame. At the time, <laughs> you know, keep <laughs> together, yeah.
0: Well, you've got a wonderful sense of humour about
9: Noel, it. No, I remember Noel, when he was um, roadie with the Inspirals. Yes. We played the after one night and we were having an interview on Piccadilly in Radio and Noel was sort of earling in at the side, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think he was... Um, at that time of his road, he was planning his future, you know. Of course, <laughs> yeah. But I found out recently that She's Gone was one of Noel's favourite tracks at the time. Really? That's good um, to know, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, what happened was, I was talking to the Inspirables, because, you know, the I, I know a few of them still. I mean, I have spoke to Clint Bird, and, and the original thing about The Rain King's, well, then they put me onto to the book that uh, Ely wrote. Exactly. The Singer Yes.
7: And
9: a page in that book uh, mentions that they were over in Amsterdam, European tour. They arrived at Paradiso in Amsterdam, and they say Adam and Jane were there at <laughs> the train set. Yeah. This is in the book. And then it just goes on, like, incidentally, the train set, they had a song called She's Gone, that was one of those songs that he never took off the tape when they were touring around Europe. Brilliant. So, uh, from yeah, the other, he out of the, out of the in spirals uh, states in that book that old Galkin really love she's gone. Oh, so that's the, only link with the Well, is isn't the only link with the just, we used to rehearse next to them when they started off. Yeah. Just before we up they were rehearsing next to them, we used to come in and, like, so, because we used to um, just jam, like, Hendrix and Doors and Beatles between, you know, you have a rest and you swap about.
7: Absolutely, um, yeah
9: they they used to come in and uh, you know, top tunes like he's in his Manky draw you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, it's,
0: yeah. but yeah, there's a few
9: stories, probably too long to go out here with the monkeys and that, also, but I think you've all heard them
0: before. Yeah, well, I've heard most of them. It's just, it's just you know, I was talking to, um actually, I was talking to Tom Hingley a few weeks ago as well, and it's just this wonderful, well, the whole, the whole factory, the whole factory, Hannah and uh, Hacienda thing, I mean, it's not even two degrees of separation. It's about one and a half degrees of separation with, with anyone who is in the Northwest. And it's always lovely to know that, you know, whenever I interview someone the likes of yourself, I find out more and I'm educated myself as well. So whether it's uh, the Orioles yeah, or what, yeah. it's, it's a, it's a lovely thing. And, and, and I think it's, it's something to do with the Northwest. That's just my bias, but uh, uh, let's just, yeah. let's, let's just talk about these, the new, the, the, the new songs. Will, will it constitute an EP or do you want to, do you want to release an album proper?
9: Well, what we're doing, because like you said before, you touched on how it's different, how people have got family and commitments and jobs and stuff, um, it's slow getting um, getting them done. So we're doing them over a period of time. And we've started them. We're in the studio. We've got finished. We've got about five on the go. What we're thinking is, do we save them five, write another five, put the album out? Or do we release an EP?
7: Yeah.
9: We don't know what to do with them yet. Probably try and get an album, to be honest.
7: Yeah, yeah.
9: Because the good tunes—they were going down well live, and um, it's. Oh, how can I put it? Oh,
6: it's fresh. It's new. Well, you're
0: they're excited too. Fun, is, it, is it fair to say, Clive, that you're—you know—you're excited because you're creating something new for the first yeah. time in a long time? Yeah.
9: That's what I mean. That's why we're doing it. If we just doing all, you know, revamping, getting all the old tunes, like. Tribute band of ourselves, it wouldn't be as much fun. We would have been born now. We've perhaps done it for a year, had a bit of fun. But doing that initially has inspired us to write, and the writing has brought some freshness into it. And it feels weird. I know like we're getting on now, but it just feels like a sort of a young band again, you know, because like we're writing new stuff. Well, you're older. It's
0: good and balanced. Well, you're older and wiser. There's You know, you've got your bullshit detectors. You don't need any of that nonsense. You just get down to the nitty gritty. I'm yeah. sure, which is which which is yeah, what, yeah. One, one of the benefits of, of age, I suppose, it outweighs some of the negatives, like the grey hair that I've, uh, that I've acquired. But um, so that that makes <laughs> yeah. a, that makes a whole yeah, lot of sense. Yeah, I've got to be very conscious of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the wife just got <laughs> wife just got back from from uh, a wedding in Birmingham last week, and uh, she came back with about a suitcase load of Cadbury's, so the belly thing really holds true <laughs> at the minute. Um, yeah. th- who's who's producing?
9: Yeah, I mean, like you say, I mean, now, there's not... When you're younger, like, you don't want those days of... You don't want that crappy, mundane, nine-to-five job yeah. That you do your band, and part of it is that's your ticket out, you know? Exactly. So, there's a lot of... It's sort of quite serious in a way. But now, we well, you know that isn't happening, so it's more relaxed and more fun.
0: Yeah, there's not there's not no pressure, and you, you understand all the rules no. and regulations, and you know that, you know that you are the captains of your own ship as well. If you don't want to do that gig and don't want to record, you don't have to. It's entirely up to you.
9: Exactly.
0: Which is which is. I it. thought
9: it would be nice if we had some sort of. I mean, we've, we've had a couple of promoters giving a few decent gigs. Like you say, we've, we're on a China weekend there. We played the Ruby Lounge recently. We're on at September Fest at Donington a week on Saturday. Nice. That's what we're seeing for tonight. So we're getting these gigs but it'd be good if we did have i mean how can i put it i don't think we were known enough back then that yes. we to sort of do a comeback and fill a place in our own right that ain't gonna happen but when we're supporting other bands that are pulling a crowd we're going down really well with them and i think that's why we're getting the gigs
0: yeah well that that, that makes but intrinsic it sense it does plus plus you know when you've got something new a new a new record whether it's a digital single or, or an LP or an EP, uh, in, in the minds of these promoters, it makes you, and I don't agree with this for one second, but it makes you more relevant and it makes you less of a risk to a promoter. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. And that's just the well, work- yeah,
9: we're dwelled that. we got a publishing deal with Wipeout music as well this time around. Yeah, that's great. Uh, but um, Fire Station is sort of retro, though, but we want to... We got a label called Bletch that we could, know, sort of, yeah, you know, so we could put out on. But it'd be nice to get the release of the new stuff with someone who's got a bit of whack behind them to distribute it and get the radio there in it, you
0: know. Well, get, we'll, we'll get, get on to Jeff Barrett with your, with your heavenly, well, heavenly, heavenly little connection there.
9: Yeah, I think he'd laugh. He? I think he thinks, I think he thinks that, and should move over when they're a bit older and like let the youngsters do it. A bit. <laughs> so, I don't know whether Jeff. I don't know if Jeff Barrett I
0: don't know. Well, you're absolutely right. It seems to the mean average age for recording artists on Heavenly seems to be about 17 nowadays. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Very, very young. I
9: think the Orioles are dead young. I think they're only about, I think
0: the oldest is nine, or 20 well, well, aren't they? That's it. Well, they'd have to be, if, if 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 it's Adam's kids. I mean, he's not in his 70s. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if he was here, no, he just gone. If he
9: was here, could have asked
0: them their age, but I forgot. I, I, bet, I bet they're still wet behind the ears, because they, they all are on, on, on Everly. Um, if, if you were to choose yeah. a song, well, if you, I'm going to ask you to choose a song. could you? I'm going to play three songs around the interview. Um, I... I I'm going to choose to be a greedy bugger, but could could I ask you to choose one for for me to play?
7: What, off Yeah, never California. Yes, your own
0: material.
9: Beautiful monster. There's beautiful monsters on it, isn't
0: it? Absolutely, it is. It's it's the the last proper track before the two uh, before the two demos at the end. So yeah, so beautiful. Yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. That, that's well, I can't argue with that at all. I play. Well, anyway. we just
9: just playing that then. We we knew. Uh, how can I put it? Um, it's cracking live it's cracking live it's got a lot more power uh, we put a lot more into it since then that was recorded way back then yeah. it's like a new song now live we've, I mean we'd love to re-record that
7: really
0: it's got a lot more behind it now. I'd love to I'd love to hear it live I mean the chances of that for me at this point are, are, are nil unless you come over this neck of the woods in the next little while but it'd be nice if you could uh, get some soundboard recording of that you know and just chuck it on SoundCloud for the fans yeah. or something because it'd be nice to hear
9: well what we're in the studio. We are lucky, and it's not all that bad. Like it. we're lucky that um, the guitarist, um, this is it with Agent Jobs. He's got a studio, but we're not a skin. He's not a skin to be used. To be. <laughs> but good. he's got a studio of his own, so we have got the privilege there of being able to dip and out of his studio when we want. You know? so up. It's not costing us money to go and record at a professional level. He's got a professional setup. Big professional studio, so there's
0: nothing stopping us. Yeah. You know, but re-recording them anyway. No. Uh, uh, well, I'm sure some of them. Though. I mean, yeah. I know Beautiful Monster. I've got no. I've got no point of reference because you know I've just heard the one version. But you know, there's nothing wrong with doing yeah. with doing redoing a couple of them to, to do all to do all ten. Well, yeah, I mean, because well, we're doing differently live.
9: Yeah. We may as well get them down recorded, then work out what to do with them after we've recorded
0: it. Yeah. Well, there's plenty of room on B sides for these things, isn't there?
9: Yeah, and,
0: and I've got one last question for you. For at, least, at least this time round, and it's got absolutely now to do with uh, with the band. It's to do with uh, to do with biscuits, frankly. And and for, for years I've been doing this feature called uh, Magic Biscuit Tin. So hypothetically, right. hypothetically, around my place, I've stuck the kettle on and got you a brew, and I, and I crack out the biscuit tin. And the only difference being is it's a magic biscuit tin, and you can choose any biscuit on God's green earth. What would you choose?
9: Well, I'm not a big biscuit eater. Oh, oh.
0: don't say that.
9: What well, I've got to think what I used to like, you know, but I don't really eat them now. Uh, oh, but, well, is yeah, that I got anything, like, anything,
0: like, anything to do with the belly thing you were talking about before? You had to dish it. Yeah, 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 no.
9: <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, best biscuit.
0: You've got to have had a favourite, even if it's not contemporary. Yeah,
9: They're probably horrible now. I've like, got like, um, sticky lemon.
0: I, I, I don't know exactly what you mean. You used to get your fingers in a right mess and you used to flake everywhere, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Fell
9: so everywhere. A bit lemony. Sticky. Probably a
0: thing, you know. Um, I, um, oh, I had it then. It was gone. Crikey.
9: Sorry. Yeah. Um, don't worry. A I mean, sticky lemon's
0: good, because i tell you. Had it. I had it. Uh,
9: <laughs> oh, I, outside, I don't want to say I'm not, because I don't
0: have all... Go with your first instinct, Give Scott. Give me a minute. OK. Just... Um, just... Channel I am what it was, yeah. Oh, it's gone. It's gone. I had it. Well I'll tell you what, I've got I've got yeah. this I've got this very, very articulate uh, infographic of, of, of everyone I've interviewed of late with their with their biscuit uh, beautifully graphically represented. So I'm gonna send unless of course you get in touch. Is it called a lemon puff? Lemon puff? That's it. Yeah that's exactly it. Lemon puff, nicely done. Fancy saved me a yeah. Google there. Saved me a big old Google. Well, i was trying to think
9: what well, it was called. That lemon thing that was round
0: right the Yeah, Lemon puff, it was called. Got there in the end. So I'll send you. I'm going to send you uh, a little, um, a little uh, spreadsheet just just for fun, just to show you the old lemon puff on there. And I'll and I'll uh, I'll, I'll yeah. drop I'll drop you a line in the next few days when uh, the podcast's up and running. And uh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. I'm so glad that we managed to align this, Clive.
9: Yeah, sorry. Yeah, um, I mean, a pity we couldn't get a few as out but that to get off, you think. I've mean, got to get back to Halifax tonight. Oh, and okay. before. I mean, the dedication there—he drives all the way down from Halifax to Crewe, That's just a drive. for a three-hour rehearsal. Fantastic. So we're,
0: Keith, we're all key. <laughs> yeah, that's brilliant. Well, I wish you nothing but the best, and, I, and I'm and I'm just chuffed the bits that you you've you've come back, and I'm really happy that all the old materials available for the for the for the people who are just just discovering and you. Yeah, we're
9: on okay, yeah, we're on the Friday night. It's shine on. All right. With the yeah, I think it's
0: God. The kids in the wooden tops that jacked at the back on the Friday night. Oh, the
9: wooden tops. So Rolo's
0: that's been on. Be, that would be a belter. Rolo's been on the show before. You and the wooden tops, same bill. That's fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Be good now. Well, listen. Get some kip. Right, get good some kip. That. It's late for you. So get get some get some kip, and, and I'll uh, I'll be in touch very soon. Thanks again. Yeah.
7: All right. Been a pleasure.
0: Likewise. <laughs>
9: Stay in touch.
0: I will do. Cheers, Clive.
9: If I've got anything
0: new, do you want us to send it yet? Oh, that's that's a given. Please, please, please. That'd be lovely. Right, I
9: will do. Cheers, I Clive. Will do. Keep in touch. I'll send you a have got. But... All right, See mate.
0: You. Bye. Bye. How lucky am I and how lucky are you? I get to talk to these lovely people who are uh, very, very gifted and very forthcoming. Thank you very much, Clive. That was uh, a very, very, very succinct synopsis of everything that is the train set. You know all there is to know now. And it just leaves me with uh, one last track to play and that is the one as chosen by Clive himself, Beautiful Monster, which is coming up in just a second. I remind you, nearperfectpitch.com and nearperfectpitch at gmail.com should you wish to be in touch. Train set with beautiful monster, and that uh, is a wrap for this week. I am uh, very very grateful to uh, to Clive Jones from the Train Set and uh, the Lemon Puff. Similarly grateful to James Ross, Wild Meadows and uh, the Hobnob. And I'm very appreciative that you have listened and taken the time to uh, invest by listening to what I believe is a ton of good music. Thanks so much. I'll be back next week, and uh, please do spread the joy, spread the love and spread uh, the gospel of near-perfect pitch. With anyone you think might enjoy the programme, I'd be immensely grateful.
7: To wrap.